This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. She's one of the country's best known and most credible journalists and authors. She's worked as a multi-award winning reporter with Eyewitness News, appeared on all sorts of radio stations, and she's even been crowned as the CNN African Radio Journalist of the Year. She has also earned a reputation for her work exposing South Africa's deepest darkest underworld. This incredible South African specializes in investigative reporting and legal matters. Having extensively covered both the corruption trial of former National Police Commissioner Jackie Salebi and the infamous Brett Kebble murder trial. And we have her on the show today to figure out how all of this could possibly be a good thing. Mandy Wiener, my Twitter crush. Welcome to the Good Things Guy podcast. Stop it, you're my Twitter crush. <laughs> I still remember that first day meeting you. It was so awkward because... Um, I, I actually, you know, when you see someone all the time online on social media, and then when you meet them, you don't actually realize it's them. It was that day that we were yeah, both yeah, speaking yeah. at the same time. It was so gig. funny because you're like the good things guy. And I was like, oh, I'm the bad things girl, but you're the good things guy. This is, this is like got potential. <laughs> well, you know, you have written four books, five books. I think maybe the next book could have a little bit of a good, yeah, a good spin on it. But that's the reason we're here, right? Because of your new, your new book, The Ministry of Crime and Underworld Explored. What exactly are we exploring in this book? So what I've tried to do is look at the underworld um, and like, what is the underworld? I mean, people use this this term um, and I suppose for us the underworld is kind of this like murky, just below the surface uh, kind of, of place where, where criminals and organi- organized criminals exist. Uh, so I've looked at that but also looked at, it, at the relationship between these organized criminals with firstly law enforcement, so the police, because wherever there's organized crime, there's going to be some kind of police complicity and then also with, with um, politicians um, so it looks at, at those three kinds of, of worlds and how they uh, intersect with one another and the close proximity between politics, law enforcement and organised crime. It's a big sweeping statement that I'm going to ask and, and I don't know if you have the answer even with all your research but who's the bad guy? Is it, is it more so the underworld and these, these guys or is it our police so, so this is exactly the point that I try to make in the book is that the bad guys are the good guys and the good guys are the bad guys. Um, and, and that's what's so difficult for people to understand because it's this kind of like opaque thing where you've got a lot of the, the criminal kingpins working as police sources. Uh, so they'll basically give information to the cops on other criminals um, and they in turn will be protected for that um, and then you've got a lot of the cops who are supposed to be the good guys working for the criminal syndicates so the good guys the bad guys and of course this isn't like all of the good guys and all the bad guys uh, you have lots of really good good guys so there's amazing police officers and prosecutors out there who are doing incredible things every day um, really committed and, and passionate and putting their lives at risk um, but the line is 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 very very blurry it sounds like something out of a movie I, I, like it's crazy to think that this is our reality in south africa this sounds where the underworld and there's cops helping the kingpins and the kingpins helping the cops how do we not know about this on a day-to-day basis i think we 
do hear about it in the news. Um, like we hear about the, the isolated incidents. We'll hear about this murder or that criminal trial or this incident or something. But you never look at the, the holistic picture. You'll never look at it and go, oh, so now I understand how that feeds into that and the implication of that and that. So in the book, when you put it all together, it gives you a much better understanding. Um, and that's what I'm trying to achieve here. And, and whenever I speak to you, I try and think about like what, you know, what good I want to come from well, that, this. That's, that's what we said at the launch. I, I went to one of your launches that you had. It was in the middle of Bedford View, um, right, right down the road from where I think Lolly Jackson used to live. Yeah. And it was, wasn't it on the night of like an eight uh, The year... anniversary of Lolly Jackson's murder. Did which... you plan that? No, I didn't. I didn't even realize it. And then uh, Sean Newman, who uh, was the spokesperson for Teaser, said, you know that your launch is on the anniversary of Lolly's death. And I thought, oh, it's a bit freaky. Um, but it was. So we, we, were, we were at the launch and it was um, beautiful and, and private invitation and everybody there was, was there to, to sort of break into the book and hear about um, the insights of the book. There were, there were bouncers. But they, like, they were yeah, we had big. to hire security just in case because like, there was somebody who said that there was a hit on them and there were sharpshooters on the rooftops. And, oh. so, so a whole yeah. bunch of security and at the launch... Um, you, you still. Where's the good stuff in this book? That's that's sort of what we what, what we were discussing. Where is the good thing in well, this book? Well, you gave me your your business card, which was a bookmark. So <laughs> that's the good thing. And it says it? good things got yeah, on it, yeah. so you can always have a good thing <laughs> yeah. in the book. Um, but the good thing for me, and and, I, and the reason that I've written this book is not to scare the hell out of everyone, and I don't want people to feel bleak afterwards and despair. I want people to uh, read it and have a better understanding from this holistic picture of what's going on around them, because people tend to bury their head in the sand and and be completely oblivious to what's going on around. Them. And I think it's more important for us to be active citizens um, and to be aware of what's going on so that the cycle doesn't repeat itself again. Because in the book, I speak about the cycle repeating itself. So after the whole Jackie Salibi, Glenn Agliotti corruption story came out and Salibi was convicted and that was a good news story because we had and we had a national police commissioner who had gone on trial, evidence had been led, um, functional democracy, and he was convicted. And then we allowed the whole thing to repeat itself again with Radovan Kreitscher. So we need to be very aware of what's going on and be active citizens to ensure that it doesn't happen again. And the way that we can do that is by supporting organizations like KSAC or Freedom Under Law or the Helen Sussman Foundation, because all of these organizations over the past few years have gone to court to try and stop that system, that cycle from repeating itself again. Um, in the Richard and Bluley matter, they, they went to court to stop him from functioning as a police officer. Uh, with Burning and Clameza, who is the head the Hawks uh, civil society uh, ensured that he he wasn't um, the head of the Hawks anymore. So there 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 is good that can come of this if people are aware and become active about it. And that I mean that's what you're trying to raise here is that Joe Joe Soap that's on the road, uh, an average South African who reads your book, they have the power to make a difference. A, a lot of the time, our problems feel so big that we don't think that as a as an average South African we can help. But there are solutions to stop this cycle from happening again. Yeah, people look at this um, underworld thing and they look at police generals and they think it's all high level, the corruption that I speak of. And they want to know how to, how to fix the man on the street. And the way that affects the man on the street is, is that all filters down to station level. Um, 
where if I go and I want to report a crime at my local police station, if I've got police officers who are just disinterested and they were looking for bribes um, because the corruption is so systemic, so endemic, um, you know, that's going to have an impact on me. And and that's why you know, there are things that I can do. So join your CPF. You know, join your local community policing forum. Be more active. Um, write to your local newspaper. Uh, tweet, phone radio stations. Uh, get involved. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of things. Um, become you know e block watch kind of kind of vibe. Like there the, there are things you can do to to contribute to society around it. I think I think also I mean the big word here is corruption. Um, stop being corrupt yourself. Exactly right. And if I you speak get, about this all the time. If you get pulled over by but, a policeman... If, this is, this is a South not, African thing, right? Do not give him cool drink money. If he asks, if he says, oh, I just want a cool drink or I'm hungry, do not give the cop money because you are feeding the system. Um, and, and you know, you've got to be very strict about it. And I've often been pulled over because my driving's a bit shocking. Um, <laughs> There's a whole bunch yeah, of stuff we're learning about you in this interview. Fast, generally. Um, and, the, you know, I've, I've had police officers, metro police officers, try and solicit bribes from me. And it's just Do not an option. Do they know who you are? I, like when you is it before you hand over before your driver's license? Over, yeah, usually before <laughs> I hand over my license. And I'll say like I'm not I'm not giving you money. Give me my fine. You know? And they usually and then they usually don't give you the fine because they're yeah. like don't worry about it. Yeah, and then I give them my license and they're like, "Oh, um bye. <laughs> Drive safely." <laughs> so sorry, Mandy. Um you're an award-winning journalist and and you certainly are a, a strong female in in the journalistic world in South Africa, you you sit down with these these big kingpins and and corrupt officials, and how do you not get intimidated? Because I'm I'm curious about their stories, so I want to hear what they have to say. So I mean, sometimes they will try and intimidate me, but not often. Um, and it's because they're having an opportunity to give their version of events and get their story out there, and and that's what I try and do. I try and sit down without judgment. Um, so that I can hear what's... But that, what, that's that's what a journalist is, right? You're not supposed to have any judgment. You're not supposed to, but you, that, there's no such thing as an objective journalist. And when I was younger, I used to think that I could be entirely objective, but it's not possible. You always come to a story with, you know, preconceived ideas, um, your own politics, your own lived experience, your your own history. Um, so you're always going to have some some form of bias. Um, you know, but I try and listen to the, the version of events with an open mind and give them the, the platform so that the reader or the listener can make their own determination, their own judgment about who's telling the truth and who isn't. So we've now written this book and I'm sure it's going to be another bestseller. That's what everybody's saying. That's what every, that's all the reports that so I was number one, researching. So I'm very happy with that. There we go. Yeah. What's next? Are we, are we going to be doing a good news Seriously. book? Seriously. Can we do a good news book? About what? Who's going to read it? I, what did we say? If it bleeds, it leads. If, if it's, it's good, good, it, it should. should. That's, that's what yeah. it should be. Look, there are, there are some good news books out there um i want to do a children's book but it's like about the the villains of like the garden gnomes versus the elves and different factions of Te- teaching fairyland. kids about about uh, the big big adult stuff in a children's way yeah no, no this is just my um my way of deflecting questions about asking me about the future <laughs> i don't know i just finished this oh. is it is it tough writing a book i mean i've yeah. always dreamt of it and and a lot of um a lot of our peers i mean there were people at your at the launch that are my friends that have written books and i think to myself where did you find the time it's, you have yeah. a family and a job and so, kids 
kids. And so people think it's very glamorous. Everyone's like, oh, I want to write a book. I need to write a book. People don't realize how taxing it is, how much time goes into it. The hours and hours of solitude where you've got to sit behind a computer and, and bash it out. Well, how many pages was yours? 450? Oh, too many. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, about, about 450. And I cut it down a lot. I mean, I cut out complete chapters and stuff. Um, but you're, you don't make a lot of money out of books in this country. Um, you know, you, you don't sell books on, on the same level as what happens in, in the States. Uh, unfortunately, not as many people read as, as they should. Um, in in this country, um, so it, it's an, it's great to do, but it's it's not always worth the reward uh, as an author. And people think it's quite glamorous, whereas it's actually quite hard work. But there's nothing like seeing your book in a in a bookshelf. You know, that's it's it's the most remarkable feeling of of achievement. And it is a lot like giving birth. You know, if you go through this whole like. Uh, what do you call it? Gestation period, where you like cooking this book and then it comes out and you feel this massive relief because you put so much of it um, into the project. Does it take a lot? Um, I mean, I mean, you, you've got hundreds and thousands of words in a book, but like the title is that is that quite difficult to come up with? Yeah, yeah. Usually it is. It's funny. This book I came up with the title before I'd written anything. Um, just from, from one or two initial conversations I've had with people, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, um, but sometimes you write a whole book and then don't have a title. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's like kind of, you know, the whole don't judge a book by its cover nonsense. Don't judge a book. Well, yeah. You do judge a book by its cover totally. from what you, you see on the do. cover, yeah. whether it's the, the front cover picture or, or the name. that first grabbing And name. everyone says my cover looks like a Smirnoff bottle. <laughs> so I think, it's an amazing um, cover. I love when, the design. When we put this up, we're going to put uh, a picture of the cover as well so you can see Mandy Wiener's book. Mandy, if people want to get the book, where do they go? Uh, so you can get it at um, any good bookshop, uh, you know, around town, anywhere. Um, and then you can also get it online. So it's available on Amazon, Kindle. Um, there's no audio version yet. Uh, I haven't got around to reading 450 pages on, <laughs> on record. Um, but yeah, you can get it anywhere, any good bookshop. Amazing. Uh, I'll give my book review when I'm done with it. I've just Ooh. started it. So... Um, I tried. I took it with me when I went on holiday, and I tried to get into it, but there was too much sightseeing to do. Um, so when I'm done with the book, I'll do a little bit of a book review and and tell you what I think and where the good things are. I, I'm sure there are many. There are uh, good things. There are good like things. there's lots of really great police work, and um, you know it's not all bleak. There, there definitely are um, flashes of, of of light in there. You did mention it before. There are good people in South Africa, and there are good people in the law enforcement that are not being corrupt and that are trying. Certainly, to do good we live in a functional democracy. There is law and order. Uh, there is rule of law here still. Um, and I know that people are disillusioned and, and cynical about it all. Um, but there's definitely things to be optimistic about. Read the book, Knowledge is Power. Thank you for being on the show today. It's Thank been you so really much cool for having, having you in studio. Uh, that's the Good Things Guy show for this week. Don't forget to tune in next week where we will be bringing you more good things with real good people. That's it. Wishing you only good things. And for more good things, visit www.goodthingsguy.com Okay? Love you, bye!